Hey everybody, it's Bucky here with Cass and Bucky's Pivoting Adventures. Today we're going to go over a little background on one of the issues that Cass is running into at his business, and then we're going to describe it in a little bit of technical detail, maybe walk through some of the problems that he might be having maybe outside those technical details, and then later in this week we're going to come back and look at solutions. So Cass, if you just want to get into it a little bit, give us like maybe 30, 40 second overview on the the issue you're having before we dive in. Yeah, so I'm a I work as a software developer if you don't already know that. But I'm trying to transition into a project that would uh be uh, would that would involve blockchain technology. Um and so I found some funding sources for my company to apply for and I've just been sh- kind of struggling to to convince upper management that this is something we should do. Awesome. Yeah. And this is a really great one because I know we talk a lot about pivoting in terms of your career or in terms of maybe some of the disciplines you want to be in, but that doesn't always mean moving companies. I think a lot of people see career pivoting as you totally giving up what you're doing now and moving to something else, or maybe doing the same thing in your life, but giving up on the company that you're with. And one of the things that Cass and I have been talking about offline a lot is how do you pivot within things that you're already doing to make you more successful? So Cass is already a great software developer. He does lots of things, but he wants to focus on a new technology. This is more of an internal pivot, not only within the company, but within himself. And I think as we go through looking at some of the problems today, they're going to, a lot of the same problems are going to come out as you would in a, you would have in a career pivot or even in a functionality pivot. So Cass, can you go over a little bit more, go over in a little bit more detail about the kind of problems you're having related to some of the people? I know you talked about upper management, but it would nice, it'd be nice to know maybe a little bit about the decision structure or the org structure within your company. You don't have to name names, of course, but who's responsible for what and how does that relate to you getting approved for the project that you want to do? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely want to stay away from names and I don't want to give anything away because um, I don't want to be liable for breaching some sort of contract or oh, something. I'm, you know, you <laughs> die heaven, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it would uh, definitely make my life more interesting, probably. But uh, to answer your question, um, I have tried a couple different things one is going off on my own talking to directors of different groups within the company and second talking to my supervisor directly and from what i've experienced doing both avenues is that i've been more successful going through my supervisor the reason for that is because i just this year was promoted from a level one engineer to a level two engineer I don't carry much leverage. And so the hard thing is finding and and convincing someone that has enough leverage to, to make what you want happen actually happen. And so I talked to two different directors in two different organizations within my company about a couple of, of project ideas. The problems I ran into was that were uh the first thing is that they didn't understand what i was talking about blockchain is it's such a new technology it's not well understood it's most people don't know about it they don't know what it is 
they don't know why why would you spend all this time and energy to convert into a new type of system if the current system kind of works fine um and so you're not only trying to present a project but you're also trying to educate so that's like the first problem the second problem is i think a lot of these um directors managers they're they're really busy and so one <clears throat> whenever i met with them you know I, I was very thankful that they gave me the time but their responses were pretty quick and short <clears throat> and i definitely got the feel that you know they were doing it more out of obligation because of the company culture but not necessarily because they were interested in what i was actually presenting all right nice and I think you, you mentioned too, but what, uh, I mean, your first one is that they didn't understand what you were talking about blockchain. And then the second one is that, you know, directors are very busy. I think everyone's busy, but like, at least at that level, there's always something else to be done that doesn't involve making the decision. And so it's much easier to go and do other things in the company than decide, is this something that we want to do? And I think, the third point that I'll add that I think you, I mean, you said it, but I don't know that you listed it as one of your two is the, the third one is finding somebody with leverage. I think you said that twice before you listed uh, one and two, but I think that's something that's also very important in describing the problem that you have. Yeah. When you go and, to the, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So the, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Um, it's, it's hard for Bucky and I, cause we're not in the same room. We're literally across the country. So we're friends. Mm -hmm. I can take it for, and it just save you know saves up all the things in my head to make this episode longer for everyone. Absolutely. So I, I think yeah. So I guess what I would say to that is, um, this what the, the reason I went and talked to my my supervisor and about my idea and I actually he's on board with it. And the reason he's on board is because he's he I previously knew he came to the company to work on innovative projects. The problem is in the industry I'm in, it's, it's a very, it's one of the most highly regulated industries. And so there's a lot of resistance to change. And so not only are you struggling with the fact that here's a new idea that's unproven that I think could make us one, actually a lot of money two very successful, uh, but also <clears throat> you also have to convince regulators that your product is, is viable. And so I knew this was all going to be a struggle, but I went to my supervisor and I, and I it honestly didn't take much convincing. I just kind of told him about it and he went and did some research on his own and then he's been on board. But I, I actually had a one-on-one -on -one with my supervisor the other, the other week and, and he ended up, informing me that he told our manager as well to kind of try to push this project through, which is great. Um, but he doesn't even feel like he has a lot of leverage. And so, I mean, that, that's really where I'm at currently. And I'm trying to figure out like different solutions and ways to, to really think about and deliver this message. And I think one of the key points that I've learned so far is the, continuing to bring it up and continuing to talk about it because i think what that does is it it kind of takes care of the educational aspect that i was talking to um 
little bit ago, because when you continually bring something up, it's on the back of, of the person's mind that's, that's listening to you. And so over time, they, they begin to understand what you're talking about a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think that's nail on the head, because I think when you when you talk about points one, two and three now, directors being busy, I doubt, you know, waiting two months for them to not be busy is is something that will magically come up. So that's something we'll have to deal with in the next episode. The third one of finding someone with leverage. I think that kind of goes hand in hand. Once you find somebody that will devote a little bit of time to you, that's that's another thing that will just come up if you find a solution to it. What I would like to dig a bit in a bit more into in this episode is you're talking about how folks you, you're kind of just explaining it, but you understanding that folks don't understand blockchain or what, or what it is. Um, are there other things within your department or within these other departments that these directors or chairs of that you could talk about and relate it to? Cause it, I mean, maybe it's, it's just purely uh, an issue of education or do you think there's some underlying um, cultural issue behind moving to a new technology within your within your company? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Bucky. And I think it comes down to um, who you're talking to and understanding what their perspective is on a couple of things. And the first one major being what they think the company does. What like we there's a there's a whole process in determining whether or not my company would apply for funding, for instance. And one of the steps in that process is the the certain individuals, I don't want to name names or positions, but there's a, like a review board basically of a couple of people and they determine whether your project proposal is in line with the company's goals and mission. And so the company I work for now is still in kind of a startup phase. And I think one of the biggest struggles is, is that the, the, everyone kind of has a different idea of what the company does and who the company is. And so there's other projects that were, that the company is working on that are awesome, great projects, but they're very different than a solution that I'm presenting different in the way of they're creating a physical product and I'm creating a a software product that could be used as a service. Um, And then the next thing would be, uh, the other problem that I see, and this might not be directly what you were asking, but I was thinking about it when you were talking, is that even if you get funding for a position, the big problem is, okay, are we pulling resources that we need to do the current work that we have? And is that going to be a problem for completing the, the near-term tasks that we need to complete? And then the flip side of that is, do we need to hire more people? Well, if we hire more people, then the issue becomes, um, the, the issue becomes that the company becomes reliable for, the, for those people. So if you get funding, and, and typically funding happens in multiple stages, so you don't get all of the funding up front. So if you go through the first phase of funding, and then you don't get any more after that, but you hired one or two or three people, the company is now responsible for that. And because we're, we don't currently make money, we're a startup, we have funding from other sources, uh, you know, that, can, that becomes a liability and you don't necessarily have the funds from your other sources to actually pay those employees. 
and and our work culture and environment is has always been you know if we have temporary work we want to hire contractors we only want to hire people full time if we if we're going to keep them and so that's another issue that that we've run into yeah i think those are those are all great points and now now we're starting to flesh out the problem where we're starting to look at solutions now so i i say we table this for now and end this episode and go into the next one and start to talk about all the solutions to some of the the key issues that came up in this one. So for everybody out there, Cast and Bucky's Pivoting Adventures, glad you joined us for another one.